I'm all right. Yeah, you know, just uh, same as usual. Yeah. I had a good day. Oh, what'd you do? So, um, I've been wanting to go to these, uh, I've been wanting to go to to these auctions for a while. And so I finally decided to go to an auction today. It was interesting. Like it was, have you... Like an estate sale type thing? or Yeah. Oh. Have you been to one? No, but I feel like that's a good way to get some, like, cool, like, th- threads, you know, from, like, yeah. rich old people. Well, that, that's what I did. I went out there, um, woke up, arrived at 9 o'clock. It was raining. It was really nasty out, but I didn't have anything else going on. Mm-hmm. I had to, had to get up early anyway. So, you know, I got up, and I ended up getting a couple of pretty good things um i got a microphone but Mm. unfortunately it doesn't work there's something wrong with it i only paid 10 bucks for it but there's something wrong with it so i'm gonna have to figure out what's wrong with it but i also got a four track tape recorder and so this is the the third one that i own um but the other two one of them is just not very good it's really limited in the functions it has and the other one is uh Oh, yeah, and this is one of the things I put on the list, so I guess it works out that it's coming up. But, huh? yeah, and the other one is s- relatively limited, and it doesn't work even though it never got used by the person I bought it from. So, yeah, anyway, I, I got a thing that was worth, you know, two, three hundred bucks for 30 bucks. So it worked oh, out well. That's a nice that's a nice deal right there, I would say. Yeah. Okay, that's nice. I did yeah. not have nearly as an eventful day. I played a shitload of Persona 5, uh, but I did start a new book. It's the first book I've read, and I don't really want to think about it, but it's <laughs> <laughs> it's a book that I've had for a long time. Like I can tell because I got it in at Malaprops in Asheville. So I bought it at the latest in 2018, and I just never picked it up. Um, but it is Henry Miller's Tropic of Cancer. Okay. And I've only read like 10 or so pages so far. It's kind of, it's like an interesting book because I guess it was banned and then it turned into this whole like court case in the 60s. The book is like from the 30s, I think, but it was like too sexy. So then it turned into this whole court case thing about like the limits of pornography, I guess, um, because it was banned for a long time. I'm not seeing anything sexy so far. All that he's done that's been of interest to me was on page three. He goes from talking about um, whales having like six feet long dicks. Then he's talking about like in the same paragraph. He's like, yeah, whales have six feet long dicks. Also, there are animals like bats who have bones in their penises. And my friend was talking about how cool it is that we don't have bones in our dicks. And I'm like, yeah, because that would fucking suck if we all had boners all the time. And then he goes from that paragraph to the next paragraph talking about how all of his artist friends are Jews and it's so annoying. Like he's annoyed. (laughs) He's like, oh, everybody's either a Jew or a half Jew. And I'm like basically a Jew because of the way I talk. And like, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? (laughs) And then he's like, and then he's like really into this bitch, Tanya. He's, I, again, I'm not too far into it. I don't really know what the situation is, but he really fucks with this Jewish girl. So he's kind of like, yeah, I guess despite their things, 
I got to get down with it. And I'm like, holy shit, you went from boner talk to some like light anti-Semitism, which is probably highly normal for the time. But you know what I mean? This is like 30s porn. So I'm excited for it because I'm like, damn, this is like... It's already getting stupid. I'm excited. He's just talking about being like a broke bitch artist in Paris and shit. And it's fun. I like right. it. Um, I yeah, do my, have... My, oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say my <laughs> my grandmother, one time, this is the only time the topic ever came up, but she went on this rant one time about how she hated how Jews were always talking about how they're Jews. She just like she just instantly launched into this rant about it, and she was like, "Yeah, like Barbara Streisand talking about being a Jew all the damn time. Shut the hell up! I don't care if you're a Jew." Oh my god, there is a part at the very end where okay, so yeah, this is like the last. I'm gonna say like the last paragraph of page three, and it said, "Of all of them, of them all, the loveliest Jew is Tanya because he's fucking okay. her, and for her sake, I too would become a Jew." So he's like. Despite how Jewish Jews are, I would be Jewish for this girl, which is, I guess, cute. I don't know. And then he says, why not? Sounds like Barbara Streisand. Why not? I already (laughs) speak like a Jew, and I am as ugly as a Jew. Besides, who hates the Jews more than the Jew? And I'm like, damn, okay, so you're basically like, I'm Jewish because of how much I hate Jews. I'm like, this is like the most (laughs) out-of-pocket motherfucker ever, and I'm like, I'm really into it so far. This is like the most hooked I've been within 10 pages of a book in a while. So I'm like, okay, I want to see more penis talk. Come on, let's go. But, um, oh, okay. Okay. So a little bit of a pivot. This is something I did not discuss with you prior to us recording, but there is a lot of WWE news that... I find of interest, one of them being somewhat relevant. Let's see. Let me pull it up really quick. Uh, Auschwitz Memorial calls WWE's shameless for using its image in a match promo. So that's the first one. (laughs) So basically, Dominic and Rey Mysterio are currently beefing for anybody who's not super into wrestling at the moment. I fluctuate. I loved it as a kid. And now I'm like, I loosely pay attention to it. But so, yeah, so these two, Rey Mysterio, I love him. Like he's a legend. Legend. I also like thought he was the sexiest fucking person ever when I was a kid. You could Google his (laughs) face. He had the mask on. (laughs) I had a computer in my room. I could do whatever I wanted when I was 10. But yeah, so they used like the briefest second of a picture of Auschwitz and a promo for a fight for them. And it's just like, why did you do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I get like, I don't think Were they it's implying a- that it was about to be like demolition and destruction or something. It was just like, it was basically, I think from what I remember, it was about Dominic just being super like a hardcore, like criminal, like edgy boy. He's in his heel era. But so for the the quickest moment, it's like a flash, 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 because their promos are quick, quick, quick. You know, they had mm-hmm. just a picture of Oswit. I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why did you do that? Somebody, some fucking editor intern at WWE is trolling, and it's like Balenciaga. 
it. <laughs> um, but to pivot from that, they are also, there's another thing that they're doing. WWE is negotiating to legalize betting on its scripted matches, which is fucking, like, I... Frankly, like, I just, I'm surprised that they didn't do this sooner. Um, but it's so stupid. Like, I, oh my God, I don't even know. I can't even begin to, because like, okay, so you can bet. I think it makes a lot of sense to place bets on WWE matches amongst your friends, amongst people yeah. who do not have any relation to the franchise. Like, that makes sense. It's fucking fun. It's whatever. So the no one's going to try low. to, like, get to know someone at WWE to get and it's answers, also, you know? It's literally, like, <laughs> it's betting on a soap opera and seeing what happens. I'm sure there are some people that do the same for, like, The Bachelor, you know? Like, I could yeah. totally see that. And I think that's fun and that's whatever. But they're like, oh, I want to get my little piece of this pie. You basically just want to fucking monopolize fun at this point. Fuck you, WWE. <laughs> that's all. I mean, that's what they're doing with everything that could be considered competitive these days. Every single sport, like the the sports betting stuff, has just gotten out of control. I yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Like I, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the ads and stuff. The ads are everywhere for all the sports betting stuff, and I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, oh didn't my god, they? the apps, the apps, yeah. Oh my god, and they had like banned. They banned all of these, you know, athletes and coaches and stuff over the years for betting, even when they bet in their own favor. But now all of a sudden, it's okay to bet. I like, don't know. Okay, listen, I. <laughs> I grew up living wrestling, um, but the plot is not lost on me that it's fucking stupid that they're going to like be in charge of doing the betting for things that they themselves are scripting and like are in control of the outcome. Yeah, that's also, crazy. apparently my partner let me know that WWE is merging with UFC and I'm just like, I, oh, everything just is so stupid. I don't know. See, I don't even have any good like takes on that. It's just fucking stupid to me. Cause I know uh triple H is in charge now, right? Um, yeah, he's like, yeah pretty much what what what's the deal because when i when i heard so there's this guy who i follow who's really big into into wwe just wrestling in general but he's like a yeah. sports writer and this is one of his beats mm. and he was talking about triple h taking over and basically at the, this was very early on at the, in that part of this process but he was just saying you know i mean it seems like basically vince mcmahon chose someone who would be able to carry on the torch, but it did seem like Triple H was pushing some new ideas. So it seemed like maybe it would be the best of both worlds where you'd have some continuity, but then you'd also have some innovation. But to hear this, this just sounds like all the wrong kinds of innovation. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, again, like, I'm not quite as privy to the ins and outs of WWE as I was like maybe like a couple years ago, just because like you can only take so much. I'm just going to yeah. be honest with you. Um, I'm AEW. I was just about to say, I think there's a good reason why AEW has been popping off as much as it has, because a lot of people are fucking tired of like just having zero creative control or any control whatsoever with like what happens with their character or just their, you know, their livelihood ultimately, you know, um, I, I feel like WWE is 
very clearly a monopoly in like a niche market, but AEW is popping their pussy off and just they're actually really good. Like I've been yeah. watching them loosely and pretty impressed, honestly. Also, love Jericho. Love Jericho. Same. Big slut for Jericho. I am really happy that Edge is still wrestling, though. I oh, he's my favorite. Did you know that he moved to Asheville like while we were and still Mm-mm. in school? Oh yeah, he like retired there with his other his wrestling wife whose name i can't remember i think it was like phoenix something (laughs) but (laughs) oh my god i i do miss the days of actually thinking it was real when i was like eight you know oh my god it was good it was good tv like i remember when like edge and um vicky guerrero were having like their sex drama and like he was like pretending to fuck somebody under a bed in the (laughs) ring and like all this shit he was just like such a bad boy and i loved it he was such a good oh such a good heel he's probably one of my favorite heels of all time honestly but that was such a good era um what was it oh my god i feel so stupid it's escaping me but the fucking what is that um uh, uh, the Hardy Boys? No, 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 no! Not it? the Hardy Boys. Can, well, it was... can you can you uh, suck this or something like no. that? <laughs> what is it? Can I, I mean, you I remember, I remember this? the, per- I remember what you're talking about. I, I think just don't you're remember who mixing did it. up Booker T's "Can You Dig It" sucka and then also the "Suck It." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Gener- it's D-Generation X is what I'm thinking of. And they're just like, suck it. And they go, pow, pow, like X's over their penis and stuff. Oh, who was that? Everybody, I- I've got to figure was, that out. It was Triple H and it was fucking, oh, sh- uh, Sean? Sean Michaels? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's been a while. It's been yeah, a while. Yeah, I was always a poser. I was a wrestling poser because I didn't have mean? cable. Oh. I didn't have cable, and, and, you know, it was kind of hard to catch the one night that, that was on, I don't know, like Fox or something. So, I don't know. I, I kept up enough to know who to choose when we would play, like, the wrestling video games, but that was really it. Mm. <laughs> everybody liked Undertaker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he was everybody fucking Kane. I like Kane. loved Kane. Yeah. Um, oh. I like Rashiki. <laughs> <laughs> I really like when people do like parodies of wrestling, like the South Park episode where they did like a fake thing about wrestling where they pretty much were like, this is just theater kids, but buff. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And I love it. And everybody loves it. I live right next to. Okay, I don't know if I should say that. Maybe that's like a little. Yeah, just don't don't say it. Never mind. (laughs) Okay, do you know what? Fuck it. I like live next to a wrestling memorabilia store and it really, really, really takes a lot out of me to not go in there because I know I will spend a lot of money. Oh, you gotta just do it. I can't. I'm scared. I can spend so much money on that shit. But um, yeah, anyway, so a lot of drama, a lot of WWE drama, but like on the, the corporate levels, not like the fun shit, you know? Yeah. Um, I will say, wait, so didn't you say you wanted to talk about like presidential hot takes? Is that something you still wanted to talk about? Yeah, but I'd rather be more prepared for it. 
I, I'd uh, like to watch those movies. I, I, I specifically want to talk about Nixon. Okay. So I want to watch that movie and, and <laughs> be prepared. But I will just say as, as, a, as a bit of an appetizer to that conversation, you know, I always bought the propaganda. They always tried to tell you that uh, Nixon was evil and, you know, he tried to undo democracy and all of this stuff. And all I'll say is he was one of the last real presidents that wielded any power. And that's cool. And I think one of the big problems we have today is we have a government that does not have the ability or the desire to govern. And that's a thing that I miss. So seeing, learning more about him has felt good and empowered me a bit, at least just to know that there once was a time where somebody was in control. But two, yeah. Watergate was not as big of a deal as they made it out to be. Everyone does that kind of stuff. What I happened was... He made enemies in the wrong places. I I sort of do wonder what it was like being just your average individual during that time. I is it it just makes me wonder was it similar then as it is now with the whole situation going on with Trump? I feel like it's a bigger deal now than it probably was then. Yeah. Even just because the stakes are a lot more grandiose but at the same time that was like the first time something like that happened so it's just I don't, I don't know I'm just curious about it I guess I'm gonna have to like hit my dad up and be like how'd you feel about Watergate when you were like in college or whatever <laughs> I don't know I mean the boomers brain at least like the, the white boomers brains are destroyed over Watergate yes. and, and and less and less the and I you know I don't know maybe your dad would would have a bit more of a base take on it but like I was talking to my boss because I've you know as I've learned about Nixon I talked to my boss about stuff and I was just like yeah you know Nixon was actually kind of cool and like the CIA was coming after him and da 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 and my boss was just like no no he was he was he was corrupt and he tried to undermine American democracy and all this bullshit and my boss is a really smart guy but he's also a boomer he's a boomer lib so you know he just falls into certain thought patterns that I guess he feels he's expected to fall into but uh. Well, yeah. I guess, yeah, maybe we can table this for a different episode. I am curious why you think he wasn't corrupt, but... I, he did what any, other, what any other politician would do that's run, especially one that's paranoid as much as he was. But does that make it not corrupt? Well, I, I, I guess, sure. But I think that corruption is inherent in politics. And I think that there are different there, there are different degrees of, of corruption. Mm. And I also believe that corruption at that time usually led to some kind of a windfall that would benefit normal people, where now all corruption does is just give losers like fake jobs at Twitter and stuff. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We can talk about it more later. We'll we'll postpone this. We will table this. But I will say somewhat related it is vaguely political it's pretty political i think i mentioned to you i wanted to like highlight a subreddit that i'm really into oh yeah yeah um it's called ben garrison come edits and for the unbased ben garrison is Okay, basically, anytime you look in a newspaper and you see really shitty political cartoons, he's that, but he's like the most right wing dick sucking 
Ist version of that. Like he takes big, fat, sweaty loads from Trump on his chest and then he writes about it, basically, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So like it's like I don't even know what else to say. He literally is just like a humongous cuck for Trump and, you know, get your coin, I guess. But. The drawings are dog shit. I don't know what it is about political cartoonists that always have to do like pretty much the same art style and the same. Is it just like three different dudes doing? (laughs) I swear to fucking God, like there's like it's like a mixture just between like street caricature art and like the worst of the funny pages like Dilbert or something. And so (laughs) the subreddit just takes his comics and replaces everything with cum and like cum adjacent <laughs> topics here i'm gonna send you i'm gonna send it to you over text while i describe okay. it briefly so this is the first one it's pretty recent it's trump and he's in a courtroom there's Bragg, and he has a suitcase and inside of it is a banana and he's saying this is your true. honor i have a solid case against trump and trump is saying not guilty and then here is the come edit this original picture is true it's though. a case full of a white substance and it says your honor i have a solid case of come and trump just says come so they just basically take all of the words out and replace it with come related comments and i just really like it a lot i think mr garrison beat this person on this one because not only is i like also at the bottom where his signature is it says ben garrison come maker (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even see that at first so if you guys want a good hee-haw go to r slash ben garrison come edits even if you are for some reason a big 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 conservative boy like i think you would find it funny just on a base level of it being about come and poopy jokes you know yeah yeah i i think i think the editor could have done a better job i think okay. this is low effort okay okay <laughs> fine you know what if you don't like this cum joke i'll give you a better cum joke okay um here's one i'll send you the og and i won't do it again after this because i know it's not as funny when you're just listening to it but it's a ben garrison <laughs> it's a lady on a surfboard in the waves and the wave says truth and her surfboard says tulsi and she says senator romney admit you are wrong apologize and resign aloha and romney is just like (laughs) sitting on the beach making a sandcastle and it says lies and he has a little ukrainian flag at the top (laughs) (laughs) and then here's the comment it and it is all of the waves have turned into come. It's just white. And it says come instead of truth. And she's just oh, saying, nice cock. And he looks happy this time. And he's making a penis sandcastle. That's epic. I like that. So, I don't know. You can give or take the quality of the come edit, but the come edit is coming. Penis garrison. Yeah. <laughs> so. I like that. I enjoy it. I just love a good, I love a good pee pee poo poo wee wee woo woo joke you know i like that it's but a big wave of cum <laughs> big big fat wave of cum that she's surfing on so now, i don't know based on the stuff i've seen him do she's not as hot and bimbo fied as you would expect talking about tulsi gabbard 
you know, that's more, that is a critique of Garrison that we could submit to his AOL <laughs> account, which I am okay. assuming is what he has, because I'm pretty so. sure he's like 80 years old. But <laughs> yeah, like, let's tell him, make him hotter. Yeah. Add come to your own AOC comics. Because he makes very hot. If you can add come to your own comics, then we won't need to make the edits for you. Yeah. Just make um, it hot. But yeah, so that's my little subreddit highlight for this episode. Okay. Well, <laughs> I've got I've got an uh, off-the-cuff one. Um, so there was a point a couple years ago where I was, I was on another subreddit and people were asking, what are some fun subreddits to go to? And uh, somebody brought up basically just kind of like uh, career-oriented ones. So there's this one that I like that's called, and this isn't the one I was going to talk about, but th there's this one called like uh, OSHA Should See This or something. And it's just pictures of people just doing really dangerous things in work environments where you shouldn't make those kinds of mistakes. Oh, I think I might be <laughs> sub, sub to that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that one. But the oh, one I Lord. really love is uh, Our Truckers. Oh? That one's sick. Because what it is, is it's straight up just, I mean, I'm just getting the skinny on, on the daily life of truckers. So every day, you know, I'll see a post and somebody will be like, you know, they'll like be, they'll take a picture of like a toilet at a truck stop and be um, like, whoa, which one of you ate the Taco Bell before you, <laughs> before oh you took your break or whatever, you know? <laughs> I think that that's actually really interesting. Um, it's great. I never, you know, it's. Truckers are, well, convoy. I've just immediately thought about the whole convoy bullshit that was going on. Oh, that's on. epic. But that wasn't bullshit. That was epic. <sighs> okay. Straight up, these guys, these guys are driving trucks all day. Who gives a shit if they have a vaccine or not? Like, even if you care about vaccines, which I think history has proven the vaccines were bullshit anyway, which is what a lot of us were saying for a long time and no one wanted to listen but yes, the vaccines were bullshit, <laughs> and the guys were like, I don't want to get a shot that I don't want, that I don't need, just to be able to do my job. That was all they said. And, you know, everybody victimized them and made them out to be evil or something. And so I, I was following, I, I had been following the trucker subreddit long before that. But when it happened, I saw people in there, and they were saying, yeah, all that same stuff. Hey, I just want to do my job. It already sucks enough. If I work underneath a company, it, they already have all sorts of other things that they force upon me, all sorts of uh, you know regulations I've got to follow and stuff. The least they can do is leave me alone and not tell me to put something in my body I don't need. The okay, as the uninformed Annie here, I don't know much about COVID at this point. I'm not gonna lie; I've tried very hard to block it out. See, they know. lied to us. They lied to everybody. I'm not, and so many I don't people know. fell just, for uh, it. was just not a fun time, and I don't like to think about it. Um, I will say I could understand that from the perspective of, like, these are people that are doing a lot of traveling. You're going to a lot of rest stops and rest areas, and, like, perhaps you're traveling you know, not just between states, but like maybe like from the states to Canada and this and that and this and that. So it's like, I don't know what like what the regulations were for Canada um, as well, far that was as the COVID whole, went. That was the whole reason for the, the protest in the first place was 
Canada had made a law where they said that you have to prove vaccination status in order to enter into enter the border across from the United States. And that so and that was, was especially for aimed at truckers. No, it was aimed at any trucker who was bringing cargo into Canada. So it could be an American trucker, it could be a Canadian trucker. It could I mean it would be anybody. Anyone was anyone who was bringing freight in via a truck, they had to have vaccination status that matched whatever at that given moment was considered to be full vaccination. Mm. Well, and naturally people don't want to put some bullshit in their body that they don't need because they're not in a high risk group. <laughs> and already there was never any confirmation that vaccines even did anything when it comes to preventing the spread of COVID. They just had, they made everyone believe that was what was happening even though they never had any proof. And come to find out when you look back at the documents, they knew that they had no proof that that was true. In fact, in their studies, they found that it wasn't true and they didn't release the information that they got from the studies. Yeah, I don't know. I, I Maybe I'm getting my info from... I wouldn't be surprised if we were getting our information from entirely different sources. I mean, that frankly. may be true. That may be true, but the information that's coming out is undisputed. I, I mean, I guess what I'm just I'm more saying... so thinking about, like, at that period of time, like 2020, 2021, I was seeing a lot of stuff about, not from even just news sources, but from people who work in hospitals talking about, like, the percentages of people who were being, like, hospitalized in the ICU unit of their respective place of work that were vaccinated versus were not vaccinated, and it was, like, pretty staunchly different you know but again this is triggering me i don't want to think about kovivi kafivi see i can't i can't let it go i can't let covid go because they managed to fuck everyone's lives up for three years and then no one has to take accountability for what they did even though and they were telling everyone oh you're a nazi for wanting to protest some stupid fucking like mandate on a vaccine okay hold on a second no, no people were doing the same thing on all sides there were a fuckload of people that were like anti-vax calling everybody else nazis for wanting them to be vaccinated well yeah why why would i have to put something so, in my body okay, that why, you have no proof? i don't understand why <laughs> you're saying that what <laughs> just i just it's ugh. first what? of all i think everybody no is calling that... everybody a nazi for this shit's like fucking stupid that's just like a fucking stupid use of that term first of all like but also like a lot of the arguments i was seeing during that time about like what they couldn't and could do were coming from people who literally like supported the foundation that allowed for that to happen, like not being allowed into privately owned businesses because of certain requirements that they put into their spaces, you know, but it's like, if you, what do you mean? So I'm not saying that everybody who is hesitant or like against the vaccine was doing this, but there were a lot of people who complained a lot about the fact that they couldn't go into this restaurant or couldn't go into this bar or couldn't go to this hair salon or this and that because they either didn't want to get the vaccine or they didn't want to wear a mask um which is like when a business a privately owned business is 
saying that one of those things is required. It's not them telling you you have to get these things done. It's that you can't go in there without these requirements. And for somebody to be like, this is like Nazi Germany because I can't go get my hair done, you know, is like... It was very, it was just very bizarre. I don't know how else to explain it. What, what was your feeling about that, that point when, uh, when the, there were two things I remembered happening around the time the gay, the gay uh, marriage thing came out. There was the thing where the lady that owned a bakery said she didn't want to bake a cake for a gay wedding and everyone came after her and said that she was evil. Then there was the lady who worked at like, I don't know, some courthouse and said she didn't want to be the notary public for a gay marriage or something. So now that's different because that's a public thing. But the bakery thing, yeah. I think, is the same thing. But people made it out like, like that was evil so, for the lady to just choose who she wanted to give patron, like who she wanted to do business for, and who she didn't. I'm not even trying to say whether or not I think one thing is correct and one thing is not. What I guess what I was trying to get That's at, all I'm yeah, asking. like so, yeah, that is like a totally different thing. Um, one being more focused on like public health and one being not about but that. There was, but, but there was but, no public health concern. But, <laughs> they never okay. made a valid case he, for it. <laughs> making my head hurt. Um, You're making my head hurt because there never, there never was actually. Any, any what scientific proof. What I was basically proof. trying to get at is that the people okay. who would have said that that is okay, like that that person should be able to choose who they can, like who they want to serve yeah. with their services is the type of person that was bitching about not being allowed to go into like their favorite bar because they didn't want to get a vaccine card. But that's and why I'm, fl that's I'm, why I'm flipping that it on you and asking because... You take the polar opposite side, so I would like to see how you feel about the gay marriage case. I am not saying anything <laughs> about again. I'm that's why I asked. to reiterate. I want, I, yeah, I no, know. but to re reiterate <laughs> with the comment I'm making, it's not about whether or not I feel one type of way or the other about either of these things. I'm saying it's just very interesting and funny to me that a person who would think that oh, this person totally like has every right to make any business decision about who they want to offer their services to and this and that. But then when it comes to them individually not being allowed into like the grocery store that they always go to because they don't want to wear a mask, it's like, why are you picking and choosing? Don't pick and choose, like be consistent. That's all I'm saying. Across the board. I feel that way. Just be consistent. Don't pick and yeah. choose. It's the same with like, I remember... I've seen video and this is like a totally different situation, but it's like in a similar vibe of just like you are. This is like pure hypocrisy of I remember I saw a video and this was like a year or two ago um, and it was in Texas and it was like a gun. No, it wasn't even a gun protest. It was like a Black Lives Matter thing. And the people who were supporting Black Lives Matter were carrying firearms and like assault rifles and shit and then this like fucking dude and this was like i think in houston or austin and this guy and it was like almost like too comical because he had like a big old like texas like state shirt on and he was like all pissed off he's like why are you carrying firearms around in public in my fucking like fucking you're antifa you're antifa and it's just like but i thought that you 
like the second amendment like are you just saying you don't want them to be carrying shit around because you don't agree with what they're protesting for i'm confused you can't Again, pick and I, choose who gets to own like if you want you, things to be as loosey-goosey but how do you know that that person was picking and choosing you're making an assumption about how that person feels about things because of various aesthetic signals that they're sending Again, this is like, I haven't, this was like an old video. There was a lot more context to it, but like, that was. That's all I'm saying is, I think when, you, when you're faced with a, with a situation where the two opposing sides are, one side of people who say, you have yet to provide any actual proof that these things that you're telling me I have to do actually are meaningful and actually should be done. And the other side is saying, hey, those are just the rules. If, if, if I am forced to adjudicate that situation, <laughs> which no one's asking me, but if I were, I would side with the person who's saying, wait, what's going on? Why are you just listening to anything that somebody tells you? You have no proof that I should wear a mask in here. The same way, and this is a thing I had been saying for a while, what, what's the difference in when you're walking to a table Versus when you're eating. How are you know. able to eat at a restaurant without a mask, but you can't walk in without a mask? I'm not. That okay. makes no sense. I, I, I definitely. <laughs> and I'm, this was clear to me from the very beginning. Even, I don't cause, agree cause, with. Because hold on. Because I'll say I understand where you're coming from, because at the very beginning, I felt the same way. At the very beginning and even I'd say up to like the beginning of 2021. I felt the same way when I would see people not wearing masks. And again, I live in I live in the South, so like the stuff I heard from people later on, where I started hearing, oh, like in, in bigger cities, they're telling people they need to wear a mask outside. When I would hear that shit, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Because even when I was like a COVID idiot, you know, I still would be tell I would still be saying like, I mean, I get it if you're outside. Like, you know, I'm talking shit about people I see in Bojangles or whatever. I get it if you're outside, but why are you not wearing a mask on the inside? Don't you want to signal to your fellow man that you just care about them, even if the masks don't work? Which is what I said from the very beginning, because no one was wearing an N95 for a very long time. And when people were wearing N95s, when they finally became available, there wasn't even a guarantee people were wearing them right. Well, okay, that's... <laughs> well, that right there is just like, that. the N95 mask was not immediately accessible to a lot of people, and it continued to not be accessible to a lot of people, even when it was, you know, determined that that was what people should be wearing. Um, and, and even again, still like, the death I, rate. I still, I think that... <sighs> I like I don't, I'm not I don't really know how to go into whether or not I like th what I thought about the validity of the vaccines and like that kind of shit. But I do think that masks are generally effective against preventing a spread of a cold and a cough and stuff like that. And when something is like born from your spit and saliva and shit like that, like it's not like people all of a sudden were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to wear a mask in public. Like, this then is a thing that has been practiced in other countries for a while for totally different reasons, not because of a pandemic. But um, why I don't think it's unreasonable for people to be like, maybe we should do this when there is this thing going about, you know? Well, yeah, at the very beginning when you know nothing about it. 
but they had months to study this by like the beginning of 2021. And I, there was still no conclusive evidence that a cloth mask would prevent the I don't spread. really know what we can <laughs> expect as far as something that's happening in real time like this, you know? Well, look back at the at same what, time, look, I don't well, hold think on, that... Though, because we didn't know, but Fauci knew. Fauci knew, and all of these, they've, they've, they've dredged up emails, they've dredged up proof of him paying scientists to draft up reports that said certain things about COVID that were not proven to be true. And he used, he cited those things to make public policy. We have proof of all of this stuff. I'm not getting this from any particular source of, in, of news. This is proven stuff. You look it up, you'll find it anywhere, no matter who it is that reports on it. They just may report about it differently. But you look it up, it's out there. So sure, I'm not faulting any normal person for not knowing what to do about COVID early on. But by the, in the midpoint of 2021, when they told you you could take the mask off, then they started trying to tell you you need to put it back on again. I'm sorry, but that was when it really got fishy. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I think that everyone handled it really poorly. I think. I don't that, think like, everyone did. I don't. I, and I'm not even well, concluding I'm talking, myself. I mean, I guess just like within the states, I think the government handled it really, really, really poorly, um, and I think that a lot of people on a lot of different ends of things also did um, in terms of just the way that they communicated about it to other people. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I just don't think it was that big of a fucking deal to be asked to put on a mask. And like, I don't know if like people, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's uncomfortable me, to me. It's uncomfortable. I it know. stops people from seeing each other, from being able to engage with each other and I converse know. with each other. Like it's, it's, it's inherently antisocial to force people to wear masks. And look, if there is a reason to require that out of people, then maybe you can make the argument that an antisocial policy is valid. But there was never that crucial thing to say this is a valid thing to do. There was never an actual, there was never actual hard proof to say that children who never had appeared to, 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 there was never any kind of information saying that children were at high risk for, for getting, having some negative outcome from getting COVID. That never happened. And they stopped, they interrupted children's education. And to this day, children don't have, like, they're seeing th these results because, again, we can find these things in real time, and people are, have been seeing that children's progress and their, their, their performance in school has suffered since then. No, absolutely. I mean, I think that the, the so whole pandemic has ruined a lot of things and changed a lot of things right. for the worse. So I don't, I don't think that I don't think you can just say, oh, well, fuck, fuck it. We, we didn't know. Da, 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 da. No, there were real material well, world consequences that happened. I'm Our not, economy got fucked up. People lost jobs and stuff like it, it, it wasn't just something you can brush off. I got lucky because no, I worked. A I was lucky because I had a job where I was getting paid to do nothing for months. There were many people who were not lucky like that. There no, were many business owners who were not able. They, all sorts of businesses or service closed up industry shop. workers. Yes, too. all sorts of business. I know people whose entire livelihoods were canceled during COVID. It's 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 just it's like it's it can't be for me. It can't be a thing where I just say oh whatever, because I understand. Again, I understand the basic idea of. There was a thing that was happening. We didn't know what was going on, and it seemed way more dangerous and deadly than it ended up being. I understand that, and that because we are all living, it's, a, it's an ecosystem. It, it, my decisions could affect you. 
I understand the basis of this this argument. I just think after some time, it was proven that 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 wasn't necessarily. We didn't have to live on the end all be all of that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and I, I think know. because of that, we we not we here in this podcast, but we generally as a people need to take a a real reckoning with what just happened over the last three years so that it doesn't happen again. No, exactly. I think that, um, I hope if anything that the experience forces, not just like the individual person, but the government, especially our government to like actually create some kind of fucking game plan you know, like something to prevent the amount of like economic loss and the loss of life, um, a lot of things. And like, perhaps I think the biggest thing is communication also and transparency. But I think that kind of draws back to a totally different and bigger problem, maybe for a different day, which is just like general transparency with the government um i like it again like i i <laughs> i totally understand why people were hesitant and afraid of the vaccine and um frustrated with the regulations and rules that kind of came about as a result of everything and i think everybody was but people were just handling it differently, you know? Like I There was, were lots of people who enjoyed it and who saw an opportunity to virtue enjoyed signal. Enjoyed it? Yes, there were a lot of people who saw an opportunity to virtue signal over this. They still do it. I still see people around me constantly who are trying to make a big deal about wearing N95s and stuff. It still happens. People that still will talk about... Because, again, I, I work at a university... And at that university, there, <laughs> there's a very clear difference between my background and the background of, of my colleagues a lot of the time. My colleagues bought this whole thing hook, line, and sinker all through. Many of them still do. I've, I've tried to have conversations with, with, with colleagues that I knew were just dead wrong the whole time. But... I'm still kind, I'm still courteous, and I'm still cordial when I'm discussing it with them. But I don't let them off the hook. And what, you know what they do? They skirt around the issue. They don't say anything. They just say, well, I didn't know, and da-da-da. You were harassing students based on nothing. <laughs> you were harassing students, and they're here paying for your salary. You don't exist without the students being here. And you are trying to make this place uninhabitable, which is against the entire... I don't want to go into detail about what I do, but it's against the entire premise, the ethical premise of the job. You're supposed to welcome people into this place. You're supposed to, because they do it with every other fucking thing. Oh, they love to talk about giving Narc Narcan to homeless people and stuff. But then when a student just wants to come in and have a sip out of their cup, you're harassing them. Put your mask back on. The student says, I'm drinking. The policy says I can drink my thing without a mask on. Then they're complaining to people like me saying, oh, the students are using this as an excuse. They're, they're just holding cups and just letting the straw sit there and da-da-da-da-da-da. Again, a year, two years later, I try to speak to these people. I'm kind. I'm courteous. I don't. We're friends, so that's why I'm, I'm actually so hyped up about this. 
these people, these are just people I work with. Yeah. I talk to them differently when I talk about this stuff. And they were way worse, like, not worse, but, like, they went further on this than where you're going and where you did. I have had similar experiences, and I've had, like, polar opposite experiences with it when I was working at my previous job during COVID. Um, I'm not, like, going to get into any detail about it, like, what I was doing, but um, it was something that I, like, and again, like, I was very, very, very fortunate to be in the position I was in because you could be fully remote with that job, Um, and they were all too, like, they were very excited to, like, reopen shit. It was, like, before things were like technically supposed to be open that kind of shit and they were just like yeah if you like feel comfortable you should come in and then like if you didn't say whether or not you were feeling comfortable then you'd be they'd be like why aren't you coming in why aren't you coming in you know that kind of thing and so I would come in and mostly because at that point it was like uh it was 2021 I was pretty much like I would love to uh socialize a little bit um but long story short like there was just a lot of issues on both ends of like people who were so hyper intense about it they were they were like why is anybody even coming in at all and it's just like I mean that's their choice I don't know what to tell you like everybody has the choice but then there was just even more so issues with people who were being very brazen about what they were exposing other people to, I guess. Like we had a point where they were like, you have to come back into the office or like you're fired. And they did fire people over that, which is like a whole another thing. Um, But then they would have people travel between two different offices in different points in the country, knowing that one of them had COVID and stuff like that, you know? Um, And then other people would be freaked out and be like, but I live with like my old, already sick mom, you know, like, why do I have to be in the same office as this person? Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you communicate that to me? And again, okay, this like previous job I had was like extra special in terms of just being really fucked up and stupid. And like, there was no HR department and stuff like that. So it was just kind of, I was like probably an anomaly, but I don't know. I just think that. Like, if you don't feel like you need to wear a mask, that's fine and all. But if, like, somebody feels like it might harm them or somebody that they care about, and if they're, like, really diligent about it, I think it's just, like, it was a really hard time for people to, like, put their feet in someone else's shoes about it, you know, like, on both ends. Where it's, like, some people are, like, very vigilant about it and other people are, like, why do I have to do this? Um, but it was at a really fucked up point in time where we were all being like forcibly socially isolated because of this thing happening. So everybody was getting fucking crazy. And honestly, I would love to wonder what things would be like today if that had never happened. I honestly, like in a lot of ways, like socially, like politically um economically like there's a lot of things where i'm just like i would love to know how things would be now if this had just had never happened but at the same time it's like not something i want to dwell on too much because it happened you know like we can't change that um but i do hope that in the future 
hopefully in the future, if this for some fucking reason happened again, that we can navigate it better, both like on an interpersonal level, but like politically as well. Um, not we super to, hopeful about that, but also I mean, we have like, to join in with each other. And this kind of touches on the, the, the feeling I have about, yeah, like, like, you know, modern politics is like I was saying, a Nixon presidency was a real presidency. All, all of the background to my theory about the CIA trying to take Nixon out was that there was a pivotal point in in the battle between the legitimate state and the so-called deep state <laughs> and that Nixon represented the old guard of their of the legitimate state actually having power CIA did not like that so they had to get rid of someone who was one CIA of the last vestiges. I thought the CIA was the old guard, pretty much. No? No, no, no. The CIA was a very... I mean, I know 60s, it was 70s. new in terms of, like, how long it had been established, but I thought it was, like, more so associated with that, you know? Like, Mm-mm, kind of as, no. like, the hound dogs for that. No, not at all. It, it's a really... The, the history of the CIA is really interesting. They, The CIA was an interesting, like, cross-section of more traditional... Uh, individualist types and like Trotskyists. That was essentially what the CIA was and the, the predecessor, I forget the name of it, but that was what the CIA was, was a, 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 a joining in arms of traditional conservatism, traditional American conservatism and the global Trotskyist movement or, you know, particularly the Western one, but globally it's still kind of formed because they were aligning themselves against the enemy of the Stalinist realm of, of the, the second world. So it's a really interesting story, but like, yeah, that, that's where you get the neocons and stuff is because many of the neocons were people who initially had, uh, had held sort of like, there's this guy who's really interesting. Oh, what's his name? I'm blanking on his name now. Oh, James Burnham or yeah, James Burnham. That's his name. But he wrote this book, and I've it's on my list, and I haven't read it yet. But it's a really interesting book, and I'll I'll wrap up my digression quickly. But but it's a really interesting book. Uh, the uh, the something of the Machiavellians or something, and so the premise of of this is, is of this book is he's talking about basically a new a new wave. These people were idealists at their core. That's kind of the big thing that separates a Trotskyist from a Stalinist, you know, and that. That dichotomy there that led to this was that the Trotskyists did believe that they, after this, the Lenin era, still could build an international workers' solidarity movement. The Stalinists didn't believe that you could do that, or at least at the time they thought it was more important to focus on stabilizing socialism in one country. And so these people, again, they were idealistic. This is where they became journeymen was because they felt like we need to spread a message throughout the world. But anyway, that was that was a totally new wave of, of people, and those people had different ideas of what the United States should be. And the traditional powers that were given to the legitimate state were not able to carry out the things that the CIA wanted to do. So that's a very simple summation of this idea, but what it leads to is that now our power structures have no validity. They have no actual force. They're just there as window dressing. 
So what we need to do is we as people need to work with each other because the only thing that can force the hand of power these days is people power forming together. And that's why they keep coming up with fake shit like Ukraine, like Trump, like COVID. They keep coming up with this fake stuff so they can distract us from what we should be doing, which is getting along, building like institutions with one another because our traditional institutions no longer work. I do feel like... Well, first, like, I'm curious, like, what have you been reading, if there's anything in particular that is about this topic? I've actually got some really good books. That, oh, I'm knocking stuff over, but I've got some good books. I've only started reading these books. I haven't finished them, but one of my friends gave me these, and they're great books. Oh, and this person, I'm about to knock over a camera. So this book right here. This is a Red Scare classic. <laughs> Anna Kay from Red Scare is always talking about it. She famously says this is the only book she's read, so she's always citing it. Um, but The Culture of Narcissism by Christopher Lash, he is one of these people, one of these neocons, who initially was a Trotskyite, a revolutionary, and then this was their new revolution, was to then move into a, a conservative what what again these terms they they change their meaning so often but uh, he was he came to be known as like a social conservative but really what his big point was was that in the united states the self and the individual was becoming more and more important and the collective was losing power that was his big thing and so the culture of narcissism is about how our society became pathologized we pathologized ourselves in a way and in other other ways it was forced upon us but so your average person carries a level of narcissism that is that that, that you could or i don't know that like uh in this sort of psychoanalytic analysis of the american they are sick we are sick so that was the idea behind that book and so The Cultural Cold War is a really cool book, too. Yeah, Francis Stonor, Stonor <laughs> Sanders or Saunders. <laughs> and so this book is really interesting because, yeah, she's talking about basically the, the, the war. Or, so the CIA had multiple wings of warfare that they used to wage war on society, Western society. One was just the... Uh, the backlash that came from what they did abroad, obviously, because that was at least their stated mission. But also, they were influencing domestic culture at the same time to make people more, more uh, acquiescent to new ideas. And again, many of these ideas weren't like, they weren't things like, I like some of these things that they, and some of these people that they used as, uh, as vectors of this, you know, new world order or whatever, mm -hmm. um, you know, Orwell famously was one of these people. He was used by the CIA to, to push propaganda about the Soviet Union and stuff. Well, yeah. But again, also a great writer and he did write some good stuff and his criticisms of the Soviet Union were, in my opinion, mostly valid. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> you know? you're talking about, um, like Orwell, like pranked everybody on the news about the, alien invasion orwell right oh no, george orwell 
Did he do that? I'm thinking about Orson Welles. Oh my God, oh, my bad. Oh. Oh, yeah, I was about to say Lord. that. I, I recognize that, but yeah, that's Ew, the, the War of the Worlds, I totally right? mix those up. <laughs> <laughs> this no, was I feel like, you though. These names, these 20th century names, they blend. <laughs> Orwell, Wells, Orson. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Gloria Steinem, she was a cultural agent of the CIA. I mean, these people, there's tons of them. Like, literally, she got checks from the CIA. And the stuff that they did wasn't... Ne- the stuff they did for the checks wasn't necessary. Some of them snitched on people. So that's that's wrong, I think. You had former comrades that you're snitching on and spying on. That's fucked up, in my opinion. But, like, other things, like just doing talks, you know, in Indonesia while we're in the middle of, like, instituting a coup. I will (laughs) say, you know, like, not even taking into consideration the vast amount of damage we do as a country to other places in the world, but we are definitely eating ourselves, Um, and it is because it is to the benefit of bureaucrats to divide us as much as they possibly can. I feel like this is why we still have a two-party system. Um, if we didn't, I can't even fathom how different things would be. Like, But we intentionally make it impossible for anybody that's any variety of not Democrat or Republican to run, you know, I mean, the primaries yeah. in of itself is like dog shit, you know, um, I think it's fucking dog shit that you have to be registered as one of the two to even vote in them. Like why here? You don't have to, I think, I don't think you have to in, in North Carolina. <laughs> no, you do. I remember when I was registering to vote in North Carolina, I re-registered because I was originally registered as a democrat and then i re-registered as an independent and then someone was like oh you have to be one of the two to vote in the primary so then i re-registered for a like second time um, let me see do you have to be i don't know if that is um applicable to like every state but i do remember having that situation happen to me when i was in college okay yeah because if I register as an unaffiliated voter, and let me control search that, unaffiliated, can I vote in a primary election? Yeah, it's okay. So it says, yes, if you are an unaffiliated voter, you may participate in the primary of a recognized political party that opens its primaries to unaffiliated voters. And from what I remember, I believe, uh, I believe I did yeah, because I'm unaffiliated, and I voted in the Democratic primaries the last couple times. What the fuck? Okay, maybe somebody... See, people don't know election law, even though they work the polls. That's the problem. I used to yeah. do... Uh, I used to do I get out the vote, voter I remember literally going out of my way to re-register, and I'm like, now I'm like, hmm. Did yeah, you just no, you want me to, to be registered that. as a Democrat? <laughs> well, but, I um, mean, a, again, a lot of people genuinely don't know the rules, and that's why one of the things that I did... W- I used to do libtard like political stuff. So <laughs> I used to I used to like do canvassing for Planned Parenthood. I used to do get out the vote voter registration drives. I used to do canvassing for Democratic uh, you know candidates for local elections. I used to do all this stuff. 
that's why, and again, this is why I'm so stridently against these psyops that the Democrats push. Planned Parenthood is pretty epic, though. These Don't. these NGOs, these NGOs, they they want things to remain the way that they are, so they continue to have jobs. That's all I'll say. They want things to remain in limbo, so they can continue to have jobs. Long That's story short, <laughs> um, I digress. It's a oh, whole. Here, I let, just let me feel finish like... my thought real quick, though. Okay. I was just gonna say. I mean, I've done all this stuff. I've I've voted Democrat. You know, I I was pumped to vote for Obama. That well, wait, was I old enough to do it then? No. No, nah, I wasn't. Well, either way, I re- I registered You're to vote. You're pumped for Obama. I was no. I when he first got elected, me and my mom because he made a visit out to our town the night before election day. And me and my mom, we stood in line for hours waiting to get into this thing. We got in, and, you know, again, it all sounded so good. All the hope and the change, it sounded so good. And for a while, I thought, you know, he lied to me. How could he lie to me? For years, I thought this. Then one day, I woke up, and I said, well, it, it what this I'm not I'm not smart enough to have just realized this one day. I was watching some Obama speeches or something. And I watched these speeches and I was like, "Whoa, he never actually was saying anything. This guy is an empty vessel. He never said a single thing that should have made me believe in him. People were just so starved for something and he just was fresh-faced and he seemed to have fresh ideas. He was going on this whole fake populist thing. And people, we all felt, well, not all, but many of us fell for it, you know? Well, I kind of feel like anybody who, not anybody, but I, well, nowadays it seems like anybody who's just like staunchly for any particular politician, it makes me confused because I'm just like, like surely there is no fucking politician that is actually going to do anything for their constituents best interest like i'm just convinced at this point like i don't believe that i don't think that like first of all if you want are we talking national yeah because national okay yes national yeah absolutely national because like what i was going to get to was if you want to be the president there's something wrong with you. Like there is something fundamentally wrong with you (laughs) to want to be a, the ruler of a country, like the person in charge of a country. I think there's a very good, like you could say what the fuck you want about George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, because obviously there's something fundamentally wrong with them too, for uh, other reasons, but they both were like, I do not want to be, the HBIC here, like they were like, no, 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 no. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think there's something to be said about that because especially in that period of time, and it's so funny to me when people on constantly nonstop want to go back to the founding fathers and then just kind of create this like fan fiction in their mind about what they were about. Like, in so many ways, whether it be about, like, their religious views or, like, how things should be run or, like, how they were interpreting um, the Second Amendment or this amendment or this this and that and the third. You know what I mean? It's just, like, 
we're also just like wrong about how we perceive things to be in the past. Like, first of all, like the things that were written were not written with the intention of knowing what the fuck's going to happen 200 plus years after the fact, you know, first of all, I think there's a valid argument that, that, that would be the case. I don't know where I stand on that. Well, as much as they could, it's conditional for me as much as they could, but like who, who, but they were framing, you know, like at the beginning, they were framing a constitution that was going to be the basis of a country. And then when they added the bill of rights, these were things that they realized needed to be further added into the basis of the country. But it's still like, you know what I mean? Like these things are being developed with their mindset in that period of time. Like they can think and imagine as much as they want. They're not going to actually know what's going to happen, you know? Um, But also, again, like I said, like George Washington was an incredibly reluctant president. He like didn't want to be he also like uh, i mean everybody's like heard the stories and this and that about like how people were like you should be like a king like do this thing and this thing like that and he's just like uh no 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 uh, i did i don't think so you know what i mean and it's just yeah. like f- if you're the type of person who's like i want to be that it's just like i'm skeptical of you innately like that is just like uh, <laughs> like give me a reason to trust you but that's what i'm talking about with the old form of politics many politicians did give you a reason to trust them not because you trusted them as individuals but because you trusted that they owed you something and that they knew the power you had on their future as politicians that's where i'm talking about corruption not being inherently bad because if you're correct, like, I, I think graft is okay as long as you're creating jobs, <laughs> you know? I think graft is okay as long as you're, like, building graft? roads. Yeah. Grift? No, graft. Like, gra- grafting from, like, it's like a, let me look it up. Oh, I guess I'm just, like, I think they're grifting, actually. <laughs> yeah, because I think graft is, like, a, an official, yeah, graft. Uh, bribery or other corrupt practices used to secure graft, illicit advantages. Grift, graft, yeah. you know, potato, potato. But that's like the word that they use for that era, that like that old political form, especially like, you know, late 1800s, early 1900s form of, of political corruption, you know. Well, what I wanted to ult- like ultimately get at, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm like absolutely just dragging i'm beating a dead horse at this point no you're fine my brain is i'm retarded so i just do too many interruptions and and digressions no no no. i mean same (laughs) but at the end of the day i'm just like there's a lot of like very clear things on both ends of the political spectrum in the united states that i feel like it's in the best interests of these political figures to divide us as much as they possibly can and that's where the issue is, is like, why are you standing a politician who has given you absolutely no reason to think that they have your best interest at heart, you know? And this that's is on both ends. Yeah, it's both ends. Um, but I will say on a side note, I think it's interesting that you're talking about um, Nixon because I'm pretty sure he was the one who is like, let's hit up uh the poor southern whites and like let's make the republican party the white party you know 
yeah, it was a, it was a great idea. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I feel like that's kind of going hand in hand with what I'm saying is like you want to divide people based on race and divide them in their own communities politically for your benefit and not for theirs. Well, but in, 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 in his eye, well, in the conventional political perspective, white voters were the main ones to be worried about. I mean, other people just got the ability to vote a few years before. But I'm saying, like, (laughs) Nixon specifically knew that that was a vulnerable position because of the situation going on with, like, the civil rights movement and this becoming, like, a greater point of conversation and took advantage of that and, as a result, has kind of triggered a thing that's turned into like a monster now which is like poor whites sort of favoring people who absolutely do not give a shit about them you know i don't i don't think it's fair to characterize nixon as not giving a i'm shit not about saying them. nixon is like the devil incarnate like he's the one who did I'm this this is that. a long time coming honestly and like I'm he's not the first strategy. he's not the first i just mean yeah. like i think it created a new wave of this i, think I don't the know Democrats... if that was his intention and but what i i guess ultimately it's that this is a self-serving move not taking into consideration what the consequences are well but already democrats had sacrificed that voting block that was why they were ripe for the taking is because the Democrats had sacrificed that. They had decided that they were going to become the party of the educated. They were going to be the party of this new middle class, this new cosmopolitan middle class. Yeah, and class. again, I'm not saying he is the sole um, no, we're not progenitor even, I'm not, of this. I'm just saying, okay. like, this is a thing that happened. And this is a thing yeah. that is accelerated and people have taken and made it even worse. It's not just him. He's just, like, kind of the foundational block to something that is turned into a monster frankly if 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 there's any criticism that i think can be applied to him when it comes to this particular thing it's that he just fell in the he is a part of the legacy of it because he's a victim of history if if there is anything to be said for that but again i mean i i think that was that was probably the obvious political decision to make at the time and that wasn't necessarily divisive because people had been left behind by the pe- by the party that they had been voting for for however long. You know, like like I I think I think that that was just a savvy political move. I don't think, and I don't think that it was inherently d- divisive. Why I mean, do you think that they were obviously race baiting is divisive? But well, again, race baiting is only divisive to other white voters insofar as other white voters believe that they have some sort of paternalistic uh duty to black people or something you know well no i'm like genuinely curious like why do you think that they were left behind by the democratic party at that point in time well because the democratic party had decided that they cared above all else about you know things like the civil rights act which deter which totally set a new path forward for how rights were to be divvied out what was to be what was to what what you would deem to be uh, uh basically the civil rights act was like a new constitution that superseded the actual constitution and you know i mean hey look i'm black 
I benefited greatly from the Civil Rights Act. I'm I'm not talking out of any like this. This is I'm just talking as as zoomed You're out. Saying as that's I just like can. an objective thing that happened. Yeah, and so now again, that's where a lot of our problems are. Is we have we have everyone vying to be some kind of protected class under the Civil Rights Act, and depending on if you strike gold right with who you get on your side and who you get to determine you're a protected class, that is where you are going to receive, you know, that's where you're going to receive your gifts from. This is what politics is. Politics is you as a constituency advocate on behalf of what you want, what your desires are. And if the system is functional, then either the politicians give you what you want if you have enough show of force, or they don't give you what you want and you get rid of them. And look, I mean, again, this is where we are with this weird dysfunctional system we have now, is people can just cry foul about COVID and, you know, vaccine mandates and stuff, and, oh no, Trump is evil, and, you know, we've gotta, we've gotta put, like, the gay books in the schools and stuff. You know, all this stuff, again, it's these are all these are all distractions. However, the distractions allow for someone to work in an office job. These are the people that benefit from these are the people that benefit from and contribute to our current cultural like norm. Our current cultural norm is like New York Times and NFL with a gay flag and all of this stuff. Oh. And I don't I don't know. I feel you, like you've, the got col- it. you've got it. You've got it. You can't say that's not true. No. Why is the NFL putting it? I don't think it gig- is. Like the cultural <laughs> norm is different for everybody because everybody is extremely selective about what they digest at this point. Again, to okay, pivot but- back to how divisive we have been ingrained to be, it's like, I, I don't know. Like I... I so have you don't relatives understand. who are like, I will f- hyper focus on Fox News and not pay attention to anything else, you know. And, you and then I have other you, relatives who are extremely like, oh, I only like read um, the New York Times and I watch CNN and I love it, you know. And it's just like I, uh, the perspective but, but, is you're not being bombarded by one or the other or you are being bombarded no, by are. one or the other you pick and choose you pick and choose and everybody echo chambers themselves you don't believe that mainstream media has a characteristically liberal bent like what do you liberal, who do you like consider to be mainstream media because i would consider everyone, fox news to be a part of it i would absolutely consider it's a fox major news. corporation fox news they make a lot of money and get long, a lot of viewership but i like Fox News. Do you think Fox News has actual cultural cachet? Yes. Do you believe? Really? Yeah. What are you talking about? They Other literally people had to go to court it. and be like, hey, this is like not really 100% okay. news. There's my point. What kind of court is taking, <laughs> is taking Fox News to court? Over what they say and what they what they publish. I don't like. Okay, so a this court isn't. That it's has a not liberal, like, like this is the first time that a media entity has gone to court over shit that. like that, and it's not something that's exclusive to Fox News or like that spectrum of news. So I'm. It's I. I I'm. I, all I'm saying is that the again, the look. mainstream media is not just this one shoebox like political ideology, and it's like. That's it. It's it's not. Well, but that's that's easy to say when 
your perspectives line up with those perspectives and you live in a major city. Look, my perspectives oftentimes no, I'm 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 you you you've got to acknowledge what I'm saying. Because if you call if 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 the tables were turned, once you get me, I have to admit you got me. I'm not saying I have my own personal feelings about whether this cultural shift has been good or not. But in this conversation, it's just a cultural shift. And mm-hmm. I mean, you you have to admit n- no one no one even tried even even with what little attempts Trump made to try to get Obama in trouble for like spying on him in the interim between he beca- him becoming president and him being elected, nothing came of it. But they've been try- they've impeached Trump what like two or three times. They've got him in court now over some bullshit. All the fact checkers are constantly going against Trump, and and everyone loses their mind when Elon Musk makes Twitter fact check Democrats a few times. You have to admit that there is, and look again. I'm just saying this as a person who I have no stake in in this political battle, because I don't Democrat Republican. I don't give a fuck. I kind of like Trump because he's funny and like he says the truth sometimes, but that's it. Outside of that, I don't I don't like him as a politician. He did a lot of the same things that like George Bush would have done or he did Obama. Say, you know, he did say Obama. I love and that. that was facts. I, I love that thing Obama. when he was uh, when, when he had the <laughs> when he was talking about Ukraine and he was like, "Did we talk about this already?" I don't know. The, the I don't two words. So. <laughs> Wait, no, what? Huh? Oh, it was hilarious. So, oh yeah, I was talking to my mom about this, but uh, Trump had a speech or like a rally or something. This was probably like a few weeks or maybe a month, month or two ago. But he was giving a speech and he was talking about how dangerous it was to saber rattle with Russia, <laughs> you know, and he was like, no, you know, there are uh, there are two N words that you're not supposed to say. Now, <laughs> one of them, one of them, we, we, we know this word. We know it's a no, no. You're not supposed to say this word. Look, no, people, pe- people, they, they tell me all the time. You're not supposed to say it. You can't say it. But the other one is nu- nu- uh, and, and it's, it's always weird to me when people say nuclear like this nu- nuclear. It's 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 the other N word and nuclear. <laughs> nuclear, yeah. Oh my god. Can we pivot to some like funnies? Because I feel like we've been going hard on the serious shit for a second. Sure. I do just love, like, I'm dead brained. I'm just watching funny political shit, and it's like just politicians fucking up when they talk and it's just like oh i love it i don't care who you are if you say something wrong i'm like oh it's so good like well there's one that keeps doing it (laughs) but we we shan't mention his name (laughs) brandon yeah (laughs) yo oh look fat is still funny like stop like look fat i don't care like he that is that is trump level funny to me like to just be like look fat like that's fucking hilarious yeah no he's funny sometimes like he's purposefully funny sometimes but then sometimes he (laughs) says shit where i'm just like where the fuck like did you what see the thing it? where he, he was talking about the ice cream? He's just like, if you don't vote for me, you're not black or something. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? But, but again, of course he would say that because what he's saying is, and I'll leave the point after this, but the, what the, what he's actually saying is 
you are not a black person as our cultural paradigm defines it if Which you don't like vote for me. Which is, like, objectively <laughs> stupid. Like, no yeah. one should be like, oh, uh, you have to be this homogenous thing. Like, you simply must vote for me because black. Look fat. But that's because they own black people, because black people are their protected class. So but he's then, allowed like, to say when that. when Trump was like... <laughs> Oh, Trump Twitter. Oh, the all oh, the epic. all the golden it. nuggets of Trump Twitter. When he was just like I know that this happened but the cafe and it's just like that was a meme and that was, that was a great epic. meme. That was a great meme. And then he Ka-fe-fe. named a bill after it. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> but him pooping his pants all the time is really funny. We've talked him, about this. I don't him, buy it. Okay, there is a guy on, I saw, (laughs) I guess it doesn't sound that credible. I'm just about to be like, there's a guy on TikTok who, (laughs) but he worked with Trump for like decades, like pre-politics, like on The Apprentice. And I don't know, you know how you just listen to someone talk and you can tell when they're just talking out of their asshole and then like lying or shitting like lying (laughs) and shitting and then you can talk like you just hear someone talk about someone that they've known for a long time and they're just like they sound like they're aging while they talk you know yeah it sounded like that like he sounded like he has just dealt with something for so long that it was like taking a dump off of his chest you know like he was getting it off of his chest said poopy and i don't know like it was just like also it's very plausible because trump has a record of pooping in pictures on himself like doo-doo in the drawers send me those pictures I'll send does it you look some like uh, does it look like Liam Neeson with the with the piss on his pants? <laughs> Wait, what is the Liam Neeson pissing pants? Oh, you haven't seen that? Trump oh yeah, nah. Poop. That's epic. I'll find it for you. I'm looking up Trump poopy. But no, like oh, Liam Neeson. Oh, that's not what I want. He's he's got a record. Like he's he's notorious for being spotted in public with piss like running down his pants. <laughs> what? Why? Yeah. I don't know. No. I, I guess he just pisses himself all the time. Also, Trump just wears diapers. I told you, I don't doubt that because but, he does look I mean, kind of banging in the back he sometimes. Does. Why do you think he does? Do you think it's for fun? Or do if you think hear, it's because he got the doo-doo? If I hear someone say someone's shitting their pants, I am assuming that they're saying that they're bare-ass shitting their pants. <laughs> Oh my now, god, wait, I was just googling Trump pooping himself and I saw an article and it just says Dave Batista says Donald Trump poops in backwards pants. <laughs> Let me see what that's all about. Oh yeah, I'm very curious. Oh, this is from 2021. What an iconic year. Uh, but wait, what? Are you looking at that picture I sent you? Wait, no, what's the pic? Let me see. Oh, Oh, he does piss. But that's Listen, just one picture. There are like tons of pictures of him like that. And he just should, looks so casual. Is it ageist of us to shame people for their incontinence? 
Liam Neeson isn't that old, especially like in all of these pictures where he's caught pissing himself. Yeah, but Trump's been <laughs> doo-dooing himself since like 2003. So how old was he? Probably like in his like 50s, 60s. Now, that picture you sent me, that just kind of looks like he may have just taken a bad fall on, on, on the course. That's what that looks uh, that like. That was literally <laughs> up his ass crack. To clarify well, yeah, for mean, the audience, this is nah, if, if, him if in like, a golf course, and it's up the crack. If you're taking a hit, like, right by where the water and the mud meet, I could see it happening. And it Again, only got on his got ass a, crack and not the rest of his bum bum? He's got a large butt. I mean, <laughs> he's it, got a large wait, butt. Spread, that's why I'm like, why didn't he hit it? No, but that's why I'm saying you spread the cheeks as you fall. It's probably Do you really like he think he had the foresight the... to spread his cheeks no. so it only... No, no, no. Why would you no, do that's natural. that so it looks like it hit your ass crack only? No, I'm saying that's natural when you have big cheeks. As you fall, like, like the, the, the ass crack is going to spread. <laughs> right? Like, physically, isn't that how it works? <laughs> you're like you're I, <laughs> you, no, like, you just like don't want him to be do doing look if you're follow, falling oh, damn i can't get it right if you're falling okay let's say you're backpedaling and you're falling check out what i'm showing you right now are you picking up what i'm <laughs> what i'm throwing <laughs> so as you fall you would fall like that right like that okay you're constricted listen. as you stand and then the cheeks spread as you fall. Honey, those are white <laughs> pants. The whole pant would be brown. The whole pant. The whole pant. Are you kidding me? No. Maybe we can agree to disagree. No, I don't think so. I can't even agree to disagree. That's now you the know how I feel pant. about the liberal media. <laughs> well, the way you feel about the liberal media is the way I feel about Trump shitting his pants on a golf course. Yes. And I feel like that's pretty accurate. That man be doo-dooing on himself whether or not the rest of the media sees it. So I guess we can't agree to disagree. I don't, I'm not saying he didn't do it. I'm just saying that's not enough proof to say he does it. He did it then or that but he routinely does it. That's not the only turd pick. Hold on. Okay, like, okay, guys. He really does. You're just going to have to take our word for these pictures. He we'll take really my word for the pictures. Poo-poo in his panties. There are, like, articles upon articles that I have... Well, yeah, I'm the going liberal to media. like emphasize. They're just trying. The, the liberal media is fact checking whether Trump is shitting all, his pants or I not. I don't seek this out. <laughs> Second of all, I have not seen any mainstream media article talk about it. Everything I find is through like, not that. It's not. I feel like it's too lowbrow for the New York Times, um, but it's mostly Reddit, and I feel like Reddit is largely liberal <laughs> no are you kidding me oh my god yeah. what subreddits are you on i would love to know because well, i am the ones not I on them i avoid like our politics i'm I not avoid... talking about those that's ta i'm talking about like the I ones that i go on i got banned from subreddits that were just perfectly normal <gasps> subreddits because i followed uh 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 what was it covid critical subreddits that were just lockdown skeptic leftists. So you leftist. got banned from Reddit or you got banned from those subreddits? From those subreddits. But. Have you ever heard of someone being banned from a subreddit for, I don't know, being in like R Antifa or some shit? It sounds like <laughs> yes, but also like, but no, not for the same no. reasons. No, no, but okay. Like, hold on a second. Let me continue what I'm about to talk. I'm um, listening. 
I've I do I do know people have made comments in the subreddits I follow saying that they got banned from like leftist subreddits for not being that. You know what I mean? And vice okay. versa. Like Oh, well, I those are explicitly political, right? That or like um Cause I'm saying like I would get banned like, from like ask humorous. Women. Oh well, yeah, that's where that's where the hens cluck and like talk about how men suck. <laughs> of course, the you're gonna get banned from there. The hens cluck and talk like... about how men suck. <laughs> what Straight a beautiful haiku. Of course, haiku. you're gonna get banned from there. No, if you're but in, you like, know what I'm Donald talking about. It's that <laughs> or that. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's like both ends of the spectrum. It's like uh, Reddit. Okay, all I'm saying is what at I'm the end of the day, Reddit is not the same in, like, as it was in like 2010. Well, that's true. But again, also, the culture is different from how it was in 2010. Yeah, I guess the internet in general was different from how it was in 2010. It was the fucking Wild West. I cannot... I wonder how different I would be now if I didn't have full um, unauthorized access to the internet by the time I was in the fifth grade, which was 2006. Well, you're better off than than the than the Zoomers are. At least the I Zoomers wasn't have been on that like, like forever, you like know, their whole lives. Just spoken to by influencers trying to peddle bullshit to me. I yeah. was just looking at uh, two girls, one cup. Traveling through the dark, lost, but I'm free. I'm looking for something that nobody else can 